Welcome to the Hunted and Gathered Podcast. We're hunting and gathering home design, decor, and renovation ideas from designers, bloggers, and do-it-yourselfers from across Canada and beyond. Discover your inner designer and be inspired to make your own living space feel more like home. My guest today is Andrea from Harlow and Thistle. Andrea is a blogger, designer, and do-it-yourselfer who shares her home, decor, and DIY projects on her blog. Her relaxed, modern style has a hint of uptown glam that makes her home stand apart. Andrea is also amazingly talented at recreating high-end designs for less. Thanks so much for being with me today, Andrea. Thanks for having me. This is so great. I've, I've been a, a fan of your um, your blog for a while and your your amazing DIY projects and just the pictures of your house and, and everything. So I'm really thrilled to chat with you today. So tell me, how would you describe your style? I'd say my style is really modern, rustic, Scandinavian chic. I like that. <laughs> it's a lot of white, you know, cool, muted tones, minimalistic furniture, at least I try. Mm-hmm. Um Pairing kind of the rustic, organic materials with more industrial pieces to try to just balance that out. I'd say that's my style in a nutshell. That sounds great. That's, I mean, that's way better than I could describe it. So, and and it's nice to when you can combine all these different um, kind of design genres, and they they just fit together. You you make them fit together so well. That's just you're so talented that way. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think that's the great thing about design right now is that anything goes. Mm-hmm. You can really mix different styles, different eras, and it just all works. So I'm really loving it. Oh, that's great. No, you, you really do. It's it's a, a great example to people who aren't sure of how to mix different styles. So if, if you're not sure how to mix styles, I would tell you to go to Andrea's blog and she will, uh, you'll, you'll get lots of inspiration there. So, so who inspires you or what inspires you? I think there's two ways I'm inspired. So I'm usually inspired by a challenge. So whatever, whether it's upcycling something or trying to do something really luxe for uh, a smaller price point. Um, those are the things that keep me up at night and, you know, really get the creative juices flowing. And um, I'd say that's what inspires me the most. But then once I've started a project or once I'm, I'm in that space, I find the community that is out there inspires me to keep going and inspires me to, like, do better the next time. So mm-hmm. those are the two ways I say I'm inspired. Oh, that's so great. And that's nice that you, you brought in the community aspect. So I'm assuming you mean like social media and, and, mm-hmm. and your, your blog readers and things like that. And it's nice mm-hmm. to have that, that feedback, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Instagram and in social media in general, it's just, it's really brought together people from all over the globe that you wouldn't regularly talk to. And it's, everybody's interested in the same thing. And it's just, it's just such an inspiring thing to be part of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. And I find it so positive, you know, that you, you hear so much about, um, you know, just negativity on online and in social media. But I mean, I certainly haven't found that. And it sounds like you haven't found that either. No, I haven't. And even when people do find it, we'll kind of share, you know, the negativity we've experienced. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of support each other. And we're like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just such a wonderful, like, community to be part of Mm -hmm. well speaking of community you recently took part in um, the one room challenge put on by Mm -hmm. calling it home Um, Mm -hmm. uh, you along with um, you know other uh, other participants did this so it's it's twice a year Um, for those of you who don't know what it is you can learn more at um, Andrea's blog or at calling it home Um, so tell us about this so it's a six week you have six weeks to redo one room right 
Yes. yes. So it's six weeks to re- renovate one room in your house, and each week you bl- you post a blog post of what you did that week. So usually the first week is kind of, you know, your plans, what the room looks like right now, and uh, where you're planning to take it. Then each week you do something to progress the room, and then the final week you post the reveal. And um, there's usually 20 official designers mm-hmm. that are on the official page, and then whoever wants to be a guest uh, participant also can be uh, on the page the next day. So there's up to, I think, 200 or more wow. guest participants. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And everyone is, again, really great, supportive community. And uh, I, I, I felt it the most this time because I chose my laundry room thinking it would be easy. <laughs> and it ended up being, like, the hardest room I've ever done in my house. I mean, don't choose a laundry room because you think it's small. It's it's quite complicated. <laughs> like mine had a backsplash and I went to take it down because I was putting up a new backsplash. And in taking it down, I ripped the whole drywall off the wall. I have a bit oh, of an older house goodness. and I think it just came off in one piece. And I was I was really a little bit concerned <laughs> and worried, worried what my husband would say. But I covered it up and whatever. Um, and again, like the community was like, oh, my gosh, don't worry. You can do it. You can do it. And so the next week, I, I learned how to do drywall, and I fixed it, and it's good as new. And then I learned how to tile a backsplash. I feel like I've learned so much in this round of the One Room Challenge that I could do anything now. I really feel empowered. That's amazing. <laughs> but never again in a laundry room. <laughs> laundry rooms are hard, too. I mean, you've got lots of – you've got, like, electrical. You've got the plumbing, all those kind of mm. things. But I, I was following along with your um, with your reno oh, there. Okay. And, yes, I mean, I, I'm – I would have been in the same boat as you totally with the, with the, the drywall and the tile. Those are things my, my husband always does. So, um, but I'm so proud of you that, that you went out and learned yeah. it. So did you watch YouTube videos? Is that how you learned? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love you know, that. Kind of watch, watch, you know, three or four YouTube videos and take out the one that's not the same. And then, you know, you're doing it right if it's along the lines of the other two. So I don't know. I just uh, kind of figured it out. I also talked to the people at the Home Depot and mm-hmm. hardware stores, you know, and they, they really do make you feel like you can do it. And I know um, sometimes, I don't want to sound like this is sexist or whatever, but sometimes you go to the hardware store and you feel like, I'm I'm a girl. They don't think I can do this or mm-hmm. whatever. And they don't make you feel like that at all. So don't you be intimidated. Like people, girls should just go in there and grab a power tool and just figure it out because it's, it's not as scary as I expected it to be. And it's so... Um, it's so wonderful to see something you've made yourself mm-hmm. completed. It's a real sense of accomplishment. That's awesome. And now that you've done it, you just you have that confidence that you could you could do it again if you ever you know put a hole in your yeah. wall or rip something down. Yeah. yeah, that's that's incredible. That's really good. And I actually think that redoing a whole wall of drywall would probably be easier than just a whole like. Uh, doing a whole wall of drywall would be easier than doing a hole in the wall, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I do. I think there's less cutting, right? So yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes. And my husband and I, we want to get into home flipping. So oh, that would uh, be fun. That was a really good learning experience for that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, look at all these skills you're learning. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a new career out of it too. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. So would you, you, this is actually your second time doing the one room challenge. So before yeah. you did your, your living room, dining room, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. So would you do it again? I will definitely be doing it again. I love the one room challenge. I, it's my favorite thing. Um, but next time, 
I will be choosing one room with just decorating. It will be no power tools, <laughs> no construction, probably. Hopefully, cross my fingers. That's right. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Do you have a room in mind or that you're kind of holding off for next year? Um, well, I have a couple. So we just moved into a new house last summer. Mm-hmm. So I'm slowly getting each room done. Um, what I did this round for the one room challenge is I've kind of posted three different rooms on my Insta story and I let the community kind of pick for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably do that again, um, but I'll just pick you know, spare bedroom, kids bedroom. Right. <laughs> Something a bit more easy. Maybe just paint, right? Yeah, maybe yes. just paint. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I look forward to seeing that. And I'm sure your readers look forward to seeing you participate in that too. You know, I've thought about doing that kind of thing. And I don't know if like six weeks, it sounds like a long time. Mm-hmm. But if, if anyone out there has renoed um, a house, then you know that things come up. And six weeks, really, it's, it is a short period of time. Especially like yeah. what happened to you, you know, when you you know, you open up a wall and you never know what you could have found behind that wall. Like you said, you have an older house. So, I mean, you potentially, you could have found mold, you could have found other problems and then it turns into something much bigger. So yeah, that's why I, that's why I've never done it. I've been um, just a little gun shy that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, if you plan a bit ahead, um, if you know you're going to do it and you plan a bit ahead, you can kind of get a leg up so you can kind of get, your your first post a week before ready to go mm-hmm. so that you kind of stay that's that's what I did the first round and I should have done that on this one but it was last minute um so that that kind of helps if you kind of prepare a little bit in advance oh that's great advice yes yes mm-hmm. all right so um we were talking about maybe your next uh one room challenge would just be you know something a little bit easier with just paint do you have okay. um favorite paint colors that you use throughout your house so what would be your top three favorite paint colors for interiors well I obviously love white mm-hmm. if I could just paint my whole house white it would be my dream um lately I've been loving this paint uh, by HGTV uh I think it's at Lowe's and it's uh the color is Greek Villa and I use it for my basement and it's a really nice white for rooms that don't get a lot of natural light oh okay and because I find white, white in general is kind of complicated and mm-hmm. you think it's easy to pick a white, but sometimes if it has too much blue, it looks too clinical. And if it has too much cream, it's too, you know, in the beige space. Right. So this, this Greek villa, I've really, really been happy with it in the, in a room without any natural light. But if you want a good white for in a room with natural light, um, there's Chantilly Lace by Benjamin Moore. I know a lot of people use that and it's a, it's a popular one amongst designers. Um, in the color space, if I if I have to pick a color, I usually go with navy blue. Lately, I'm just all over navy blue. Um, there's a great one by Benjamin Moore called Hail Navy, and that's kind of the way I use that one in my um, living room, dining room, in my one room challenge. And I just love it. I just I think it's a great dark blue for any room. It is. And I find it such that particular navy is it's almost a neutral. It's blue, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm a I'm a navy girl. I love navy as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it is a neutral, and it's gorgeous. And and depending on the different light, it can look a little mm-hmm. darker or a little lighter. And yeah, yeah, it's a favorite. Those are great choices. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and, and especially if you've got some great molding and you paint it with that navy, it's just so rich. It makes your room look so rich. So. Yeah, that's, that's the color I would choose. Oh, that's a good tip, painting molding. Um, so you have so many great DIY projects on your website. Um, and 
you know, as, as anyone who does projects, we know that some of them turn out amazing and some of them don't. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm sure you don't always want to share the ones that don't turn out. But what, uh, what's been your favorite? And then on the other side mm-hmm. of the coin, what has been some that maybe or one that, you know, just really hasn't worked? Well, I'll start with my favorite because that's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I've got a couple recently that have been uh, surprisingly super easy and, and really effective. So one thing I did was a I took an old flush mount light fixture, a glass shade light fixture, mm-hmm. and I turned it into a faux succulent terrarium. And it turned out amazing. I was so pleased with it. And it was actually pennies because those those glass light fixtures are always at uh, the thrift stores. Mm-hmm. And I actually stole this one from my parents. And you basically just flipped it over. I cleaned it, flipped it over, and um, screwed it into like a round piece of wood or even a square piece of wood would work. And then I just glued on some uh, faux succulents. And it just makes the cutest little terrarium that's good for outside, inside. And I was really surprised with how well that turned out. That sounds amazing. I must have missed that. Was that on your on your block? Yeah, it was. Okay, I, I think I missed that. it in um, January. Okay, I'll have year. to go back. And then I've obviously got uh, some of my the my most popular posts have been way back when I first started my blog. Mm-hmm. When I was getting married, I uh, I DIY'd all my centerpieces. So I made I wanted tall centerpieces at my wedding because I find they look really. I found they look really luxurious, mm-hmm. and and when I went and got them priced out, it was like a hundred dollars or whatever per piece, and I was like, that is ridiculous. So I ended up making my own tall centerpieces out of like two candlesticks and a, a flat piece of wood and a bowl on top. Anyway, it it to this day it still is one of my most popular posts on my blog. So I guess that's another one of my faves. And if you um, haven't seen this, you have to go and see it because they look incredible. And you know, okay. I I saw them and I thought I would have never known those were dollar store. Um, mm-hmm. dollar store items that you used and it looks and you know what I think it looks better than your inspiration photo because it just okay. it, it just looks really nice <laughs> and you had the little beads hanging off it and it's baby's breath who knew baby's breath could look I mean that's kind of like the throwaway right like no one no one uses that and it took center stage and it was gorgeous well done yeah thank you yeah it was really really pretty now now baby's breath is kind of you know everyone's Everyone's picking up on that. Mm-hmm. But back then, I remember my mom was like, what are you thinking? I <laughs> uh, oh. think with my husband. He was like, he, he said to me, you can you can use whatever you want from the dollar store. And I was like, you are going to rue the day you ever. <laughs> he probably thought yeah. you'd give up, right? Uh, dollar store, no. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, no, that just goes along the lines of my inspiration. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's my challenge? No problem. Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, well, that, so. that's wonderful. So what about one that maybe wasn't so successful? Uh, okay, so I don't always post things that don't work out. Most things do work out. So what I'd say is it's not that they don't work out. It's just that sometimes I get halfway through a project and I realize, nope, it is more efficient to just buy the one in the store. Mm-hmm. Like I'll get to a point where I'm like, it's, this is too much work or it's getting to be too expensive where it would just make more sense to go to the store and buy the real one. Right. And, and so often I'll still post those. Um, but I, I kind of give my readers a tip, like, don't even bother. This one is way too difficult. <laughs> uh, a good example of that one would be the, I did a beach chandelier this, this round for what, the Run Room mm-hmm. Challenge. And it looks fabulous, but it was a lot of work. And it, I would never do it again. So I, in that one, I say, go buy the beach chandelier from the store. It's too much work. Right. Okay. No, this is, that's really good <laughs> advice because you're right. Sometimes it's it's 
really not worth it. Not worth your time, not worth the hassle to do it all. And, and your beach chandelier does look really wonderful. Um, I, I was actually looking a a couple of months ago if there was a good DIY one and there's not Mm -hmm. a ton, but I think Mm -mm. the whole reason is because they're so difficult and they're time consuming. And then I think they end up being expensive by the time you buy all the materials and you're putting it together. So yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the beads themselves after you buy the beads and then with the shipping and getting them here, it really, I mean, it wasn't that much cheaper than just buying the light. So wow. it's still, it's still, you still get the satisfaction that you made something and you can tell That's people right. you made it. That's right. But, and even if it doesn't know. work out, there is that learning aspect that, okay, you know, you tried it, it didn't work. And then mm-hmm. you can always use those skills, you know, for something else that you're, that you're working right. on. So yes. Right. Yeah. I think it's so important in, um, you know, on social media and in blogs that, we recognize that not everything works because, you know, you Mm -hmm. could, you could, a lot of people could just look at, um, you know, your blog or your Instagram and go, Oh my goodness, everything she does is perfect. And, you know, I could never Mm -hmm. be like that. And so I think it's just all about bringing it back and saying, you know what? No. And it, it doesn't work. And I love that you share, Hey guys, this, it it turned out, but don't do it. (laughs) You know, just, just being real with people about that. I really admire Mm -hmm. that. I've been meaning to do a blog post of all the like outtakes. You know, that'd be great. How many times it took me? I've got to, I've got to do one of those. You know, those Pinterest nailed it ones. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've got to do one of those. They're hilarious. So. They are. Oh no, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. All right, so we're just changing gears here. Uh, what's your favorite season to decorate for? And do you have any tips for getting your house ready for that season? I like to decorate for all seasons, um, but I guess I'm on that bandwagon of the Christmas. And Halloween. I mean, Halloween is my, I really love Halloween, but mm-hmm. I don't love like the ghoul and the gore. I, I'm more of like a Beetlejuice kind of fun, quirky Halloween. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> but I guess for any season, I would say I shop my home first. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest tip. Uh, use things that you don't think are like traditionally, you know, this is my Christmas thing. Use that and kind of in- make it incorporated into your look. Um, I also try to do things that are really untraditional. So, for example, for Christmas this year, I went with all pastels. Oh. I went completely pastels and, and fur and, you know, like icy. It kind of looked icy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it's a different take on Christmas. And yes. I, even with the pastel pinks and the pastel blues, like I felt like it still had a Christmas feel to it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like to do something different every time. So I just kind of think outside the box, I guess. Even like with Valentine's Day, I do like black and white stripes and just something totally different. To mix it up, for I, sure. I really, yeah, you can mix it up. You can have fun with the mm-hmm. seasonal decorating because it's not permanent, right? That's right. So you That's can, right. And the other tip I have with Christmas stuff is I always, always mix um, real um, sprigs of like greenery mm-hmm. with my with my artificial. And the reason I do that is because I think a lot of people struggle with when when to buy the real uh, the real stuff because mm-hmm. it it dies so quickly. So I often will buy it a little bit early and then just like mix it in with my artificial and then it kind of lasts a bit longer. Right. And then if you, you know, those pieces die off, it's not like your entire thing's gone. You still have right. the, 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 the wreath or the swag the or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you can kind of pull out the old, the, the pieces that are dead and you can put new ones in if you want to. So 
it just, it kind of makes your Christmas decor last a bit longer. Those are great tips. Those are great. Thanks for sharing that. So what about, um, you have two small children and, um, so you're busy, you're a very busy mom. Um, so what about, uh, what are your best family friendly design ideas? How do you decorate a home or how do you approach decorating a home when, with a family in mind? Mm, And I have two small boys, so they're busy (laughs) and they like to make messes. Right. Um, but they're great. Um, I say, so every piece of furniture in my house is hiding a toy. <laughs> That's what I'd say. I buy as many like things that have a dual purpose as possible. So, you know, almost all my ottomans open and there's toys in there. Um, I love toys. I want my kids to have fun, but I also don't want my house to look like a daycare. So mm-hmm. I, I try, I really try hard to kind of find stylish ways to hide the toys or incorporate them, whether it's like metal baskets that kind of still look kind of stylish, but when there's stuff with toys, it still looks okay. Um, I don't know. I guess, oh, one project I did on the blog was I had, when my son was about two, I decided to make him a toy kitchen. But I saw that all the toy kitchens for sale were kind of, you know, they did look kind of daycare-ish. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, I'm going to make him a toy kitchen that looks like our kitchen. So that when it's in our kitchen, it's kind of like a cute little mini version of our kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it turned out really great. And uh, I loved it. He doesn't love playing with the toy kitchen. But, <laughs> but it looks good in your in house. Hot wheels. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It looks great in my house. And, and it's a great way to put all the toys, uh, at least the kitchen toys in there and mm-hmm. keep it out of sight. Uh, well, you know what? He might change his mind yet. Or the yeah. the, the younger one might want to, you know, take it up. Who knows? Actually, he has. Now that the younger one plays with it, all of a sudden, my older one's like, wait a minute, that's mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the way. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's those are some great tips. That's wonderful. And you know, readers or sorry, listeners again can go to can go to your blog to see your projects and to see your uh, your your dual purpose furniture and your uh, your baskets and things like that. Because I mean, really, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a more visual thing that you have to see. Um, mm-hmm. And again, with your Instagram too, it's it's another um, inspirational place. Mm-hmm. Reader or listeners can can go to uh, check it out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So. Um, Let's just talk about trends for a little bit. Is there any current mm-hmm. or upcoming trends that you find really exciting right now? Oh, there's so many. So many good ones. And I love how with interior design trends trends kind of last longer than mm-hmm. they do with, you know, fashion. Um, although that window is getting shorter and shorter. Um, but lately I've been loving, I'm still loving the wallpaper trends. Mm-hmm. I love the crazy wallpaper that is out there that's, you know, it's not the traditional stuff you're used to. And I, I like seeing people using it in, in non-traditional ways. So uh, on the ceilings or I don't know, um, I guess borders. I have a feeling that wallpaper borders are going to come back really strong next year. I think you're right. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of interested to see what they're going to do with that too because I don't think it'll be the typical, you know, flat border. I feel like it's going to be more visual like dropping down coming up like it's going to be more flowy I guess that's Mm -hmm. not even a word but (laughs) so I'm excited to see where that goes um and then any obviously molding is the same kind of thing like people are doing crazy things with molding again like painting the whole wall with the molding on it or putting molding on the ceiling in like real geometric patterns I I think it's really interesting and really and it's such a great way to add character to like a cookie cutter home. Mm-hmm. I'd encourage anyone to do molding. It's super easy too. That is one of the easiest ways to add character to your home. Uh, it's cost efficient and it's not difficult. So 
try it out. Um, and then also just like from an accessory standpoint, I'm loving anything macrame. I, I think that's yes. kind of one of those acquired, acquired tastes, but mm-hmm. I love macrame. Again, macrame is super easy too. So uh, if anyone is interested in trying their hand on it, there's some easy patterns out there. So you should check it out. Yeah. And that's one of those things that, um, you don't have to have a lot of skill. Like if you can tie a knot, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy and yeah, they turn out, they turn out good. Oh, and, I, I, and even if they don't turn out perfectly, you know, just whatever, make it work. It does. This is just that like that like chunky textile feel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and I I think we like like maybe our our generation is okay with macrame, but when I when I talk to my parents or my grandparents about it, mm-hmm. they're like, no, I lived through that before, and I really feel mm-hmm. that's true. Like, um, you know, you were talking about wallpaper, and um, I was mm-hmm. reading something recently online, and and it was saying how they they're seeing this um. Reintroduction, resurgence. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the right word. Thank you. Of super graphics. Mm-hmm. Remember super graphics from the eighties? So like you'd have a border, oh, yeah. and it would go down on your couch and on your floor. And I thought, Ooh. oh no, I don't. I wouldn't want that in my house. I I really want it to come back. So I I want to see it. What they're going to do with it, right? But yeah. I don't. I don't think I I could do it because I remember you know like that was my doctor's waiting room. It was this red <laughs> with stripes, and I just think I no, I can't live through it again. But yeah, I'm mm-hmm. excited to see how it how it comes and and how it comes yes. back. Yeah. that's the best thing about fashion mm-hmm. or interior design is everything comes back, but it's a little bit different that's than right. it was. And 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 watching that arc or that roller coaster of design is so interesting. How the past influences the future, mm-hmm. and I don't know. That's one of my favorite things about design for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yes, that's right. Um, and how about a trend that you'll pass on? I had a really hard time thinking about this one because um, often, like you just said, with the super graphics, you'd be like, no way. But then something changes your mind and all of a sudden you're in love with it. Mm-hmm. So that happens to me almost with every trend where I say, no, thank you. And then the next day I see something, I'm like, okay, that's perfect. <laughs> So, um, but there is one trend that I've tried, tried, tried to get on board with and I'm not, I don't think I'll ever get there, but it's the, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like the hexagon tile where it kind of uh, transitions into hardwood Mm -hmm. and I'm just, I just can't get there. I don't know what it is and I've seen it and it looks beautiful in some spaces, but I just, I know myself, I would never, I'd never be happy with it. So that's the one trend I think that I'd pass on. That's great. Yeah, I I think it's really cool too. I don't know if I could do it personally. I I've never seen it in person. I think I need to see it in a space. But um, and that's one of those things too. You're like, oh, that's really permanent. Like a floor is a big. Right. To me, it's an investment. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's great. You want something with a little longevity. That's, that's right. Sure. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and then the last question I have for you is finish the sentence. I'm always looking for or buying blank for my home uh so my husband would say i'm always buying lampshades and <laughs> chairs because <laughs> you know yard sales always have yes and i'm i'm on this really big kick right now we're redoing our patio and i'm on a huge kick for outdoor uh lampshades i have a feeling next year these like big drum barrel shades outside are going to be a big thing mm-hmm. and i'm trying to just figure out how I'm going to make them myself. So that's why I've got so many lampshades on the go. (laughs) Stay tuned to the blog. (laughs) Oh, that sounds fantastic. I can't wait. I'm excited for that. Okay. Yeah, I think the the trends in outdoor lighting, I think there's going to be, the whole idea of taking the outdoors, or sorry, the indoors out 
are it's obviously continuing and i think that lighting's going to be a big thing next year so mm-hmm. it's already starting mm-hmm. to pop up in some main street yeah like, uh, i've seen target in the states they have some um some outdoor mm-hmm. lamp type things um mm-hmm. but um i love your idea of the you know the the big oversized lampshade so i can't wait to see yeah um how how you interpret that on your blog that's a that's amazing we will see. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> Next. So stay tuned to Andrea's blog for, for more yeah. of that. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Andrea. This was really great and so many great tips. Um, you know, I love your your, your tips about um, decorating for the holidays. Um, and yes, uh, so stay tuned to Andrea's blog for more. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Beth. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed our guest today. Please visit our website, thehuntedandgather.com, for more information on today's episode show notes and links. I'd love to hear your comments, questions, and suggestions for upcoming shows. And remember, it's not about having the best. A home should be a place that makes you feel your best.